Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am so grateful you are here this week with me. So it's hard to believe that in just a couple of days, it's going to be August. I have no idea how that is even possible. And it's bittersweet for me because I'm counting down the days until my youngest daughter leaves for college. So I've already had experience with it. My oldest daughter left for college three years ago, but I it's not going to be any easier. I'm not ready. So like I said, I'm enjoying my summer with her, spending time together, and just really grateful for the time and the relationship that we have and super excited for her, for her college experience. But definitely bittersweet for mom. And when she heads off to college, we are going to be empty nesters. So a different chapter of life on its way. And I'm kind of excited. But like I said, just bittersweet. I love the energy of having the kids in the house and their friends. In fact, I'm sitting here recording this podcast right now. And um, there's three of my daughter's friends over sleeping over as of last night. So um, they still haven't woken up yet. (laughs) So anyway, just enjoying the summer. And I hope you're enjoying your summer too. And hopefully you are spending good time with family. And I know as COVID and things are starting to kind of open up again, um, I see a lot of my friends on vacation. I have two friends in Hawaii right now. I have one getting ready to go to Turks and Caicos. So just a lot of good travel energy and family time during the summer. So the topic of the week, transitioning to the inner critic. Last week, we talked about the inner critic, and you basically got introduced to the inner critic if you didn't already know that it was there. And you might not have known that that was a completely different voice than your own. We talk so negatively to ourselves sometimes. We get that job promotion and all of a sudden we hear, you know, who do you think you are? Do you really think you have the skills to lead in that position? Do you really think you're qualified? You're too young. You're too old. You're too this. You're too that. Whatever it may be. And this voice just tells us the most horrible things that we would never tell anyone else in our entire lives. And yet we accept that because part of it is we don't know that there's an alternative. So just reviewing a little bit about what we talked about last week, we talked that everyone, no matter who you are, everyone on the planet has an inner critic. I like to call it the inner saboteur. Some people call it the gremlin, but it's this little nagging voice 
in your head that really just tells you these horrible things. And it's, it's born out of our strengths. It's born out of this idea that biologically it's trying to protect us. And it's also born from what we were praised for in our childhood. So if you want to hear a lot more detail about the inner critic and meeting your inner critic and just understanding more about this inner saboteur, as I like to call it, you can go back and listen to episode 76 because I talk the entire episode about really introducing you to this inner critic inside of you. So this nasty little inner saboteur goes with us wherever we go. And again, it was born from our strengths. And it's often the thing that we are most proud of. And so sometimes we can start to rationalize why this inner critic is good for us. But if you go back and listen to last week's episode, you'll find out why that's really not true. But for someone like myself who has a hyper achiever saboteur, you know, for me, I was praised for achieving so much when I was younger. And even when I got into college, you know, I was rewarded for the awards I received in school. And I was rewarded and acknowledged for the grades I got, for being top of my class, for, you know, all of the things. And then that just kept inspiring me to continue on that path. Well, and, and, you know, my mom and dad did the best that they could with the information that they had. And this isn't about blame or anything like that. But, you know, when I was honored at assemblies, when I was given those awards or when I was given top honors or when I was in the National Honor Society, you know, my parents, that's what perked my parents up. That was important to my parents. And I'm grateful because education was extremely important to my parents. But how that parlays into my adult life, if I don't pause and sometimes take a breath and realize that, you know, I'm overworking, I'm overdoing, I'm looking for external validation, then I can end up getting burned out. And I have, you know, I have been on that road before and it's not good. And I really need to take that opportunity to just stop and listen to myself and just realize not only what I'm doing, but why I'm doing it, which is the powerful awareness that comes from having this dialogue and having this awareness that your inner critic exists within you. And the problem with that is, you know, specifically for the hyperachiever saboteur, is that our identity becomes dependent on achieving things, achieving more at work, achieving getting promoted, achieving, making more money. And, you know, I know for me, that has been the case in the past until I have become aware of my inner saboteur. And so I feel really lucky and grateful that I was able to do this work. And now I'm able to really stop when I kind of get into that mindset mode. And these are all mindset shifts, right? You're not actually physically doing anything different, but you're acknowledging the power of your mind to control your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, your actions. And that's where the power of this lies. So like I said, the deal is we all have the saboteur. And like I said, we also have the power to shift our mindset. And we have the power 
to take this saboteur voice that always appears whenever we are going to jump into something new, whether it be a new job, a new relationship, whether it's we're at work and we're about to take a risk, we're about to make a big decision. That saboteur gets so loud in those moments. And the purpose of today's episode is to tell you that you have the power to make a mindset shift to actually quiet that inner saboteur. And when we can use that power to really take a pause and realize that we are being hijacked by our saboteur, you know, that hijacking of the saboteur basically hijacks our amygdala. And our amygdala is that part of our brain, that very primal part of our brain that goes into fight, flight, or freeze mode whenever we're confronted with something dangerous. It's the part of our brain that kept us alive during caveman and cavewomen days when we were confronted with something really dangerous. But those times don't exist anymore, and our brains haven't caught up with living in the 21st century. So this is where we have power to basically override our operating system. If you think about it like that, we have the power to push pause. We have the power to reset our operating system. And it's no different than a computer's operating system. Sometimes you got to shut everything down and you got to take a moment before you can reboot. And you have to, you know, there's too many things open. There's too many windows open. And we really need to take that powerful pause. And so before we get into the solving and the fixing part of how do we quiet this inner critic inside of us, I want to talk about why it's so important that we actually do this. So what is the reason why we're even having this conversation? So most of the information I'm sharing with you today is based on the book and the research by a gentleman named Sherzad Shamin. And he wrote a book called Positive Intelligence. And he talks about why only 20% of teams and individuals achieve their true potential. Not surprisingly, it's because of these inner saboteurs. And so he has developed an entire process, um, which is amazing. And I'm a coach that represents his process. And if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to me. I actually put most of my coaching clients through the PQ program as part of a coaching accelerator. And it really helps us have a common language and a foundation in which to start our coaching program with. It's a seven-week program. And you participate with an app and you do daily reps to really increase your positive intelligence muscle. It's an amazing program. We also talk about the inner saboteur and how to quiet the inner critic in our Women Leading Powerfully program. And we are closing the doors this week for our August 2nd start. So we are starting the first of our last two cohorts for 2021. And you don't want to miss out on this program. We really go into detail about your core values, your inner saboteur, And once you relieve yourself from kind of these inner blocks and you get really clear on who you are and what you want, it is so much easier to move forward. 
So if you're struggling with trying to figure out what's next in your life from a career perspective, from a personal perspective, and you've just reached a place where you're feeling stuck and you know that you're meant for more, you're just not quite sure what it is, or you know what it is, but you're just not sure what path you should take to get there, please reach out to me this week. I would, We would love to have you in our cohort. The group is so powerful. It's group coaching, 12 to 15 women. We keep it small and intimate for 12 weeks. And um, you can go check out our YouTube channel, Women Leading Powerfully, and you can hear some of the testimonials, or you can visit our website, womenleadingpowerfully.com, and you can see some of the testimonials and hear the testimonials from women that have gone through the program and have experienced tremendous, not only clarity, but the confidence and conviction that they wanted and needed to move ahead with their careers and their lives. And the last and biggest part of what we offer in the Women Leading Powerfully community is that it's community. Women have been searching for like-minded women that they could learn, grow, and get support from. And that's exactly what the Women Leading Powerfully community does. So we would love to have you join us. Reach out to me at natalie at corecreationcoaching.com. And I would love to have a conversation with you. So as we transition back to saboteurs, don't let your saboteur get in the way of your personal development. So if you've been on the fence and you've been listening to the podcast and you're like, you know what? I think I do want to join that Women Leaning Powerfully program or I do want to sign up for one-on-one coaching, but I'm not sure that I have the money. I'm not sure if I should invest in myself. It's not the right time. I invite you to think about, is that you talking or is that your inner saboteur? Is that your inner saboteur potentially telling you that you're really not worth it or that you really shouldn't be spending that kind of money on yourself when in fact the opposite is actually true? Women have such a hard time investing in themselves and it's the thing that they love in the program and they're so glad that they did. We hear women tell us all the time, I wish I would have done this sooner in my career. So. Just take note is that your inner saboteur speaking about why you're not taking action to sign up for the program, or is that authentically you talking? So as we kind of get back to the saboteur, why is it important that we address this inner saboteur? Well, one is exactly what I'm just talking about. It holds us back. It holds us back from taking big moves, from taking risks, from potentially personal development in ourselves. And it tells us you're not worth it. You're not ready. Why would you invest in yourself to do that? Who do you think you are, right? But the benefits are, and I'm I'm going to take some excerpts from Shirzad Shamin's book called Positive Intelligence. You know, there's been groundbreaking research in both psychology and neuroscience that basically disavows the common assumption that we need to work hard so we can succeed and then be happy. So in reality, it's actually the opposite. Increasing your positive intelligence actually creates greater happiness and performance, which leads to success. So the more you increase this positive intelligence muscle, it actually allows you to be happy and to be grateful 
And then that is what helps you achieve success. So it's not the other way around. And then the key thing that he points out in the book is success without happiness is possible when you have low positive intelligence, but the only path to greater success with lasting happiness is through having high positive intelligence. And here's what I know to be true, and I completely agree with his statement. I have coached so many women who have come to me, no matter what level they are at in their career, they said, you know what? I thought this next promotion would make me happy. I thought this next raise would make me feel valued, would make me feel like I you know, know what I'm doing and, and now I can be fulfilled. I thought buying that house, having the 2.5 kids, having the husband would make me happy. And I'm, there's still something missing in my life. And I don't know quite what it is, but there's still something missing. Well, this is exactly what Shirzad talks about in his book is being happy first and then achieving success. We need to focus in on our own personal happiness. So he also talks about impacting, besides, you know, impacting both performance and happiness, a higher positive intelligence score can also literally impact your health and longevity. So research has shown that the higher your positive intelligence results are, results in enhanced immune system functioning, lower levels of stress-related hormones, lower blood pressure, less pain, fewer colds, better sleep, and a smaller likelihood of having hypertension, diabetes, or strokes. And that's all scientific-backed data that you can read in his book, Positive Intelligence, that really, you know, the data holds true that the more we increase our, what we call PQ, is short for positive intelligence, the more we can increase our PQ muscle, just like we've really, you know, our saboteur muscle is really strong, but the more that we can increase our PQ muscle, it makes a big difference in our lives with physical benefits. And the interesting thing is that there was a study um, where they looked at Catholic nuns whose personal journals in their early 20s showed higher PQ levels. They actually lived 10 years longer than other nuns in their group. So the bottom line here is having a high PQ can actually and literally make you live longer. And so how does it actually work? Well, it actually works because we're building new neural pathways in our brain. And there's been so much research, especially lately in the last you know, 10, 15, 20 years, around neuroplasticity of our brains, which means that we have the opportunity to change our brains and change how we think, which, as I just mentioned, can have a direct result on our health, our mental health, our physical health, and our longevity in life. And most importantly, which I think we're all after, is this feeling of deep happiness and a feeling of success and accomplishment. And more so than that, fulfillment. So many of my clients are looking for fulfillment. And I do believe that PQ is the way to get there. And so I invite you to think about if you could significantly improve one thing, just one thing, it could be personal, it could be professional. As a result of listening to this podcast or as a result of 
one-on-one coaching or joining the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab, whatever it might be, if you were to take action and you could significantly improve one thing in your life, what would it be? And why would it be so important to you to improve that one thing? The possibilities are endless here. So I want you to think big. What is one thing that you can improve that would make a significant difference in your life? And here's what I want you to know. That is possible. And sometimes we can't do it on our own. Sometimes we need support along the way. You know, Olympic athletes are so talented at what they do. And I'm loving watching the Olympics. Where I was watching swimming with my daughter this weekend. They are so talented at what they do. But you know what? They still need a coach. They still need accountability. They know how to swim. They know what they need to do. But they still need that support along the way. Every single athlete that goes to the Olympics has a coach. So where do you need support in your life? And how might you get that? Whether it's from me or anyone else, I just want you to think about so many women have trouble asking for support in their lives. And if that's you, know that you have a place. You can come to me and I'm absolutely willing to support you. But here's what's important for today. I'm going to give you the three strategies to help you turn down that inner critic and turn up the positive voice in your mind. And that mindset shift can make all the difference, literally all the difference. So the first one is we want to weaken your saboteurs. So weakening your saboteurs involves identifying which thought and emotion patterns come from your saboteurs and seeing clearly that they don't serve you. Now, for many of you, you might think about your saboteurs and you might say, well, you know what? That hyperachiever voice in my head, that helps me get a lot of shit done. (laughs) Well, it's true. But what could be possible if you didn't have that voice? More than likely, that hyperachiever voice, if it was quieted, you would allow in more creativity, more possibilities. You would probably open up your mind to get more ideas from your team, from your colleagues, from other people in your life who probably have better ideas or complementary ideas to yours and would expand your opportunities and your ability to get things done in a new and different way that you didn't know. I always say, If we're the smartest person in the room, we're in the wrong room. So we need to be open to new ideas. And if as a hyperachiever, we can be very siloed in our thinking. So while it is true for many of us, the hyperachiever has helped us along the way, it's also hindered us. And I know this is also uh, for hyper-rationals. The saboteur, one of the saboteurs is the hyper rational. All of a sudden, you can start explaining away why your saboteur is helpful and has been helpful to you in the past. So I just invite you to think about weakening your saboteurs. And, you know, they can pretend, these saboteurs can pretend and justify themselves that they're your friends. And even worse, they pretend that they are you. And so basically, to weaken your saboteurs, all you need to do is to observe and label the saboteur thoughts or feelings when they show up. That's it. It sounds so simple. 
But it's that awareness that gives you the power to know how to lean in and react in a positive way with that, with, you know, maybe what's at hand. Or is this my saboteur talking? And do I really need to take a different direction? Do I need to pause before I react? Because it's actually my saboteur voice that's getting in my way instead of clearing a path for me to move forward in a healthy, productive way. So number one, weakening your saboteurs by knowing that they exist and listening to that voice in your head and taking pause before you react. You either do something or say something um, that isn't optimal. So that's the first strategy. So the second strategy is to really listen to your sage voice. You may be asking, what is your sage voice? Well, I'm going to share with you. You know, if your saboteurs represent your internal enemies and your internal critic, your sage is the opposite of that. Your sage represents the deeper and wiser part of who you are. It's the part that can rise above the rest and it doesn't get carried away with the drama or the tension of the moment. Um, It doesn't allow you to fall victim to the lies of the saboteurs. It's the perspective you have on any challenge that comes up in your life that whatever you're facing is really a gift or an opportunity. And I know some of you may say, you know what, I've had horrible things in in my life. I've had maybe friends or family members die of COVID. I have gone through divorce. I've gone through the loss of a child. You know, how could that how could that be a gift? Well, I want to share a story with you really quickly on how someone that had something horrible happen turned it into a gift. So I'm sure those of you that are parents can relate that your biggest worry and concern in life is losing a child. And I will tell you, my aunt and uncle lost my cousin um, at 26, and it's been awful for them. And I'm sure as parents, we can't imagine the grief that would ever come from losing a child. Well, in 1980, Candy Leitner experienced this very tragedy. It was a sunny Saturday morning in California, and her 13-year-old daughter, Kari, was going off to get softball photos taken. And after her softball pictures were taken, she wanted to go to the church carnival that was directly across the street. And as Candy watched her daughter, Kari, crossed that street, her daughter was hit and killed by a drunk driver who had previously been convicted three times of driving under the influence of alcohol. Many of us in Candy's shoes would have lived the rest of our lives um, victimized by this loss. But what she decided to do is she decided to activate her sage perspective. So four days, can you imagine, four days after her daughter's death, Candy said, I promised myself on the day of Kari's death that I would fight to make the needless homicide count for something positive in the years ahead. She then founded MAD, which is Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And so in doing so, she turned the tragedy of her daughter's short life into a program that would eventually save countless lives. So of course, it takes an amazing strong sage to do what Candy did. But the point is, it's possible. I don't know, as a parent, and Shirzad talks about this in the book, is I don't know that I would have the ability in this moment 
to, I don't know that my sage is that strong right now, but the point is, is your sage is a muscle and it has the ability to be built up if you choose to build it up every day. If you choose to find the gift in every situation, no matter how bad it is, if you choose to find the opportunity, if you choose to find the good throughout your day as you're going through your work life and and you're with your family, if you choose to look at the things you're grateful for, that becomes your perspective. So again, increasing your sage perspective, which is this wise, loving, all-knowing, unconditionally loving part of who you are, you have the opportunity to tap into that every single day. And the third strategy is exactly what we're just talking about strengthening those muscles, those positive intelligence muscles within your brain. So strengthening those muscles really involves understanding the difference between your positive intelligence brain and your survivor brain. That's the brain we talked about earlier where your amygdala gets hijacked and you become emotional and you literally can't tap into it and have a logical conversation or logical thoughts. So here's the interesting thing. You know, most of the time we build up muscles. If we think about going to the gym, we build up our biceps. But we build up our biceps. We're not weakening anything else in our body. We're mostly building other things up. Well, the saboteur and the inner critic work a little bit differently. So the more that you increase the positive intelligence muscle, you actually quiet the inner critic muscle. So you actually weaken those saboteurs. So I don't know about you, but I prefer to live with a nice, pleasant, cheerleading voice in my head that tells me I can do anything I put my mind to instead of listening to these darn inner critics that literally tear you down every step of the way. So I'm hoping you found this episode helpful, giving you the three strategies to help quiet that inner critic, that inner saboteur that literally sabotages your success. You absolutely have the power to do this and you can choose any of the three strategies that work best for you. And if you need extra support along the way, I'm here to help you. You don't have to go it alone. I'm absolutely here to help you. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I'm hoping that you're able to turn down the volume of that inner critic and turn up the volume of that sage voice who knows and believes that you can do anything you put your mind to. So I'll see you back here next week. Take care for now. Bye. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now.